Talmor, Sheshin Mugachi. Talmor is my home. My family have worked the land for generations. My grand says the island does not belong to us, but we belong to the island. And we must be ready for a great evil is coming. And death follows with it. Listen and subscribe to the latest season of Undertow, The Harrowing, a story glass production presented by Realm, available wherever you get your podcasts. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I study the secrets of the divine plagues and uncover the blasphemous truth that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, wherever podcasts are available. Hey guys, it's Malls. Thanks so much for listening to Please Advise. Just a quick message before the show. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. It's super helpful for us and super helpful for you. You can also call 323-450-7408 to get your calls on the show. Again, 323-450-7408. Or email askpleaseadvise at gmail.com with your voice notes or emails. Thanks so much. You guys, it's Please Advise episode 114, and my guest is Ali Siegel. Hey, girl. Hi. How are you? I'm so good. Wags was like very soothed by you when you came in, which is very rare. Our audience knows Wags is feisty. And here's the thing. Animals don't like me. They don't? No, and it's the hardest thing about dating. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because mm-hmm. every time I go over to a guy's house, their animal doesn't like me, and I'm automatically cut. Oh my Ooh, God, that's yes. brutal. <laughs> Isn't it horrible? I mean, Wags is like the worst to everyone. So like I kind of have a rule with guys where it's like, look, my dog is going to hate you. Yeah. We'll work through it. But like you just have to accept that you're going to be hated and this is who I am. Even my parents' dog doesn't like me. You should just say to them, this is who I am, yes. sir. <laughs> and if your dog hates me, I can deal with that. But do right. you like me? Right. <laughs> you know? There's something about my energy that gives off like I animals shouldn't respect or like me. So one of the people in my life that like fucked me over the most, yes. I was at her house one day and she had a dog and um you killed it no I killed I killed her dog uh no and I was in the yard and her dog like wouldn't come to me which is weird because like I'm if I'm at a party and they let the dogs out of the bedroom for some reason they all run to me like I dogs and I have a very special connection like a Caesar Milan so I I am I'm the Caesar Milan of Glendale (laughs) I've always thought that about you thank you I'm also the queen of Glendale did I give you my matches yet no but I've been waiting (laughs) so many presents today I know so many presents you got Harry Potter socks you got matches and pajama pants so her her husband said to me, like, you know, dogs can sense things about people. Yes. And I was like, are you like fucking calling me like a bad person? Like, sorry. Like, if oh anything, your dog is like your dog's energy is weird. Right. Because they have, she has a weird owner. Yeah, throw it back on the dog. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> sorry. You have a bad dog. You got yeah. a dud. Send it back. Yeah. Um, your dog's a lemon. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so I wanted to ask you, uh, I want to talk about a bunch of things. Okay. Um, one thing I wanted to say, ask you is that you're sober, but you have yes. an active dating life. And I yes. wanted to know, what is that like to have sex sober? Well, <laughs> that's actually a really great question because I had 
sex. That's so topical. I had sex for the first time in eight months two days ago. Girl, killing it. Get it. I'm on month 10 of a dry spell right now. Month 10. It's pretty brutal. It wasn't a self-imposed dry spell. Oh, it just like... It just like happened. And I think that's part of being sober is that like I don't know how to engage in like flirting or sex anymore because I was so used to like the social lubricant of being either blacked out or having a few drinks before I would even like have the courage to flirt with someone. Yeah, absolutely. Like I realized I haven't unless it was like a boyfriend or someone that I really, really liked. Yeah. Since high school, right. I don't think I have kissed a guy sober because yeah. like that's I need like I need that in order to get to that place. Like I just don't have the balls usually. Me either. I don't I have no idea how to move it from being friends and talking into any kind of like flirtation or sex. I don't know how to move it from the friend zone to anything that's romantic well, without alcohol. I just did this the other night. I yeah. just texted this guy that like I've had my eye on for a minute and I was just like hey, you should come over and we should make out. And he was like, he was like, I love this. Yes. Uh, And he's like, I'm on a conference call. I can't come. He's like, I'm (laughs) literally dying. He's like, I would love to be there. But he's like, let's go out next week. Absolutely. yeah, dude, guys are always so disarmed when you just like put on a set of balls and just like say like, hey, well, that's, what's up? that's what I did with this guy is I saw him and I was interested with, in him and I slid into the DMs and I said, which is like my favorite tactic, and I said, <laughs> do you want to take me on a date? And he was like, yeah, of course I do. That's awesome. But before that, in order to get the courage to do it, I did something a little weird. What'd you do? <laughs> Okay, so you know the dating app, Raya, Raya, however it's – Okay, so I was on month eight or nine of this dry spell. Okay. And I said to myself, okay, I can't like not flirt or have sex for the rest of my life. Right. I need to break this somehow and practice flirting. Yes, practice flirting. I needed to practice flirting. Yeah, Yeah. with someone who's safe Mm -hmm. and who (laughs) – this is going to get you need so a safe much. space for your I need flirting. a safe space for my flirting. This is going to get dark, by the way. I need I, every episode of this show is so dark. I need everyone to know who's listening that I'm no. like a normal human being, kind of. Um, so I started messaging with this guy from New York. And he was dirty for sure. Oh, I think I know what yeah. this is because you totally tweeted about this. I tweeted this, it. And I thought this was like legend. No, okay, this keep is going. a real thing that happened. So he and I started messaging and it turned into like light sexting. Okay. And then we moved it to text and I was like, okay, I'm going to have to like – when I was drinking, I definitely was dirty And I was like, I need to access that deep side of me because I have just been straight good girling it for like the last three years. What do you mean? Like kinky or like just all around? Just like like all around. Like I was just, you know, I I had complete like ball. If I saw a guy in a bar, I would just like go straight up to him and just have, you know, no qualms about it. Yeah. And like for the past three years since I've been sober, I – I'm so fear-based when it comes to guys in general. Right. Um, so I was like, I'm just like going to go for this. So we kind of like started sexting and like exchanging pictures and stuff. I have not done this in so long. You kept your head out, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> no, there's – I'm in I'm in trouble if anything exists. News are out. Okay. Um, so, anyways, he told me he was like, Why don't you pleasure yourself? And I was like, I don't have any means of doing that. Why don't you send me something? 
because I wanted to see like if I have the power still inside me to like manipulate someone. Right. And he was like, okay, what's your address? And I texted my friend being like, okay, I think I'm on to something. Like something crazy is about to happen. And she's like, girl, like use a P.O. box. Like go to, right. go to like Playa Vista right now and get a P.O. box. Like you're going to get murdered. Right. And I was like, no, I'm fine because I I don't think bad things could happen to me because I right. live in a world of delusion. Uh, same. Yeah. Um. And the next day, a vibrator showed up at my doorstep. He overnighted it? Yeah. He primed <laughs> a droid, dropped off a vibrator to my house. What kind was it? I don't even know. It was like some normal one. It wasn't like a rabbit or like an octopus or anything. Oh, weird. no. Thank yeah. God. That's like, that's like too much equipment. What How would you even yeah. it? Was, like it was black. Oh, cool. <laughs> Chic. Yeah. So I think so I think that practice flirting can help guide you into something that's normal and good. Yeah. Because now I feel like I'm on a regular level of flirting. But you said he in your tweet, you said he ghosted you after that. Yes. That's so <laughs> weird. Like he, it's like he just won't respond to texts. Like yeah. you texted him and like, hey, thanks for the vibrator. Yeah. And, and then he stopped responding to me. Do you think he like? I think maybe he didn't exist ever. Maybe he was just like the ghost of flirting past. And yeah. he just gave me what I needed in life and then moved on. But Ryan's pretty legit. Like it's not yeah. like it's not like Tinder where like any freak with a Facebook can join that. Right. Maybe he's just some weird sociopath who just like does it. Like I think maybe he's like um what was that Fifty Shades of Grey kind of weird guy. Yeah. He just like does this to people and like gets his jollies that way. Totally. I mean, we talked about this a little bit, which is just like guys sometimes like, oh no, I don't think you and I talked about this, but like the Amazon wish list of it all. Like, and I think that yes. guys just like to say like something in your house what came from me. It's financial domination. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And, I, and I'm like, I don't really have a problem with that in terms of the girls because I'm like, you're getting what you want, girl. Like, good for you. Like, totally. So what if that guy masturbated because you have a book that he bought you? Right. <laughs> I, I did fetish um, writing for Vice. Yeah. And they would like send me to workshops and one of the work, I didn't go to it, but one of the workshops was like a financial domination workshop. Wow. And I went to like a different one, but I got an email after one of my articles about a guy I wanted me to do like financial domination with him. And like he wanted to um, have me send him humiliating emails and he would give me Venmo me or whatever, like $300 for every humiliating email. Like he wanted you to humiliate him? Via email. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's really interesting. And also you're smart that you didn't do that. I mean, I don't know. Did you do that? No, I did not do it. But you would have, I mean, that's blood on your hands. Like, cause then it's just like, there's like 20 emails out there. (laughs) That's just like, you being like, yeah, (laughs) exactly. Um, okay. So let's talk about, cause we're on the internet. Let's talk about our mutual cyberbullying situations. Yes. Explain your whole thing to me. Okay. So I had posted um, a video of me at Costco with my dad, which is how this all starts super innocently. (laughs) As you do. As one does. It was me posing in front of a container of mayonnaise. (laughs) It's like an oversized container. Without makeup. And it said like at Costco without my dad, like a makeup free Sunday. Like a weird, bizarre Instagram post. Right. All of a sudden, this girl DMs me saying that I'm unattractive and then like a list of all the things that I need to do to change myself, including telling me that I have bad eyebrows. Okay. So just so people at home know, Allison is like 
you're like a you're like a I would say a solid nine. I you're like that's, a babe. That's you're a babe. I wouldn't call myself that. I definitely don't think I'm a lagoon creature. Did you like, grow? <laughs> did you grow up fat or anything? I I definitely I fluctuate like thirty pounds a year. Because I would say like that is definitely something that I think girls who grew up fat like don't recognize that they yeah. are pretty. And you're very pretty. I That's just want sweet. You to know that I once gave myself fatty liver from from gaining so much weight so What's quickly. Fatty liver. <laughs> like I like ate. I got. I gained so much weight so quickly. <laughs> Am I your craziest <laughs> podcast guest? No, 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 not even not close. Even close. <laughs> no, it's it the the bad. You know the bad crazy when you see it, and it's like a very serious person. Um, um, this is perfect. Um, Bring it. Yeah, but anyways, so she started messaging me, telling me all these bad things about myself. So then I just very respectfully. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm still laughing about your fatty liver. Sorry. So you very respectfully, very because I don't believe in engaging in trolls with in a negative way. Right. And also, I I just I am not the type of person who fights. And I said thank you, um, but no thanks, but no thanks or something. But like, and then I was like, have a nice day. Anytime someone says something mean to me, I just say thank you. Have a nice day. Right. Um, so then um, I did that and then like I think I blocked her or something. Um, then she finds me on Twitter and she starts tweeting at me screenshots of all my Instagrams that she thinks I look ugly in and no. adding me in them. Do you think it's Amanda Bynes? Doesn't that – isn't that <laughs> Not, like no. Amanda Bynes? <laughs> yes. She, it's she, probably Amanda Bynes. her own family members yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah. And then she started doing that and then she started telling me that like I needed to get a job and don't have a job and just saying all <laughs> these like weird specific things about me that were unsubstantiated but also like, yeah, I probably could have gotten a few other jobs. <laughs> like, <laughs> like she was telling me that she's about hitting me. you where it hurts. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Someone tweeted at me like, does at malls even have a job? And I was like <laughs> – yeah, I do. I'm busy all the time. Right. But like, thank you for preying on my in- insecurity that I'm doing nothing with my life. Yeah. And then she also told me that she she, she said that she fa- she never um heard of me before, but she had found me on a Facebook group for women with bad eyebrows. That is crazy. Yeah. But then I looked at her Twitter and all of her tweets were stolen tweets from me. That she had changed like one or two words from. Did she have like a picture? Yeah. Okay. What was her deal? She's like a real person. I think she's from Florida or something. Mm -hmm. And she has like a boyfriend because at one point her boyfriend started tweeting at me too. Wow. That's a sick relationship. She's a catfish. There's no way. That's a fake boyfriend. That's what I was going to say. Do you think she made up an entire life for herself? Fuck yes. Because then the only leverage she has in this situation is to be like, I'm a real person and I'm desirable enough that I have a boyfriend. Like her whole thing is that you're undesirable. Right. So I think she's jealous of you. Um, I asked you earlier, I was like, is there anyone like any like famous people or anything like that, that like she could be an obsessive fan of that you interact with or anything. Yeah. And I was, I was saying that I tweet back and forth with like a musician guy on Twitter who has like a really loyal fan base. Right. And I feel like maybe it might be one of his weird fans. Probably. Yeah. My question is how were her eyebrows? Like not good. And she's an esthetician is what she does for a living. She's too. this is this bitch is full yeah. of shit. <laughs> this is not a real person. Right? This is like no. And then she started gaslighting me. Is she started tweeting like this girl, um, online Allison is stalking me 
and um, all this stuff. And I was like, I'm, it's Amanda Bynes. And I'm like, I'm not right. Like, does it? I did I start this? Like, no question. <laughs> it's Bynes. I don't yeah. know. Did you go to fit them? Like, been, what? I've been Bynes. You've been Bynes. <laughs> I got Bynes. <laughs> You've totally. This is been a, her new show for CISO. You've got Bynes. <laughs> <laughs> I like that it's on CISO. Yeah. <laughs> Just coming to freeform people. this fall. You've Today got I'm going to attack. <laughs> Allie Siegel. Actually, not a bad show. No, actually, that'd be really funny, except she has a severe mental problem. True. And that's, <laughs> she has a mental illness. Um, I, I, are, do you follow her, like, new secret Twitter account? Um, no. I'll show you it later. If it, people at home, I don't want to put it on the podcast myself, but you can Google it because I, I fear Amanda Bynes. But she has a secret Twitter account, and it's um basically, like, she pretends her name is... Like, uh, uh, Ashley Banks from Full House, uh, uh, Fresh, Fresh Pins, oh, but Prince, it, yeah. it's like Amanda Bynes, Ashley Banks, and what? she's like, will tweet pictures of herself and say like, um, be like, for the last time, I'm not Amanda Bynes. My name is Ashley Banks. Anyone who questions it will be blocked. And then like a minute later she'll like do that thing that's like people are stealing my mind like it's what? like she does the whole thing I think she's off her meds pretty. She, I was gonna say is she still 5150 or whatever or? I think so I think so and she was like she solicits money because like I guess she can oh she God. only lives off of um like visa gift cards I was gonna she, say does she have an Amazon gift list uh, maybe she does actually <laughs> and she has a, a GoFundMe and she said um and the GoFundMe is um like you should pay me because I'm beautiful and um I mean same same right <laughs> I mean not a bad idea this woman's a genius yeah. uh and um she yeah, was saying hot take, hot take. <laughs> um but then Yesterday, she was soliciting iPhones and she was saying, if you have an iPhone and you want to trade me it for one of my pairs of like Chloe sunglasses, oh my God. I will um like, like whatever, that'd yeah. be great. And she's like, if you want to do that, contact this person. And so I looked up the person and yeah. it's like a mental health professional <gasps> who deals with drug and alcohol counseling as well. No. So I was like, oh, this is like dark. Yeah. Uh, it's really dark, but she's uh feels like I mean they got her on a tight leash I guess so well they need to take away that wi-fi or you're put gonna a block. have to do a deep dive you're yeah. gonna have to do a deep dive on it it's good um so I had something that right I, I really didn't want to talk about it and I was advised by my best friend Ed he was like Molly just like don't bring it up just move on concentrate on you yeah and like everyone has said this like don't give her energy don't fuel her fire like whatever um but I'm sorry. I need to talk about it. Like right. it's something happened to me and it feels violating and upsetting and I don't understand it. Oh, and when you touch on it, I'll touch on my thing because I forgot to talk about what happened after I blocked her on Twitter too. Okay, please. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. Yeah. So um, this girl I know, she was a friend of mine um, and we never had like a falling out exactly. Like we just kind of drifted apart and like I know on my end, I wanted to stop being around her because I felt like her shit talk was really toxic. Right. And I just was like, there's no way I'm exempt from this. And um, then she, I guess, started to like really like follow me online. She unfollowed me on Twitter, but then Snapchat came around. Yeah. And I noticed that both she and her sister followed me and they were always like the first people to watch my snaps. And I was like, wow, they must be really into me. So cut to... um. 
I get a call or I get a text from one of my really good friends from high school who is no longer my friend because of this saying that my high school boyfriend was committing suicide and he um, on Snapchat, like he had posted videos of himself in his car with like the carbon monoxide. Are you joking? No. And um, I was like, what do I do? Like, I haven't spoken to him in 15 years. Like, can you substantiate this like in any way? Because I really don't have any. Like, before I go ahead and make a phone call to a person I haven't spoken to in 15 years, like his mom or dad, Yeah, like, I need to know more information. And she was like, fuck you, you're an entitled cunt. And I was like, what? Oh, by the way, you can spare on this. I just said entitled cunt. So you can spare Don't worry. Um, But yeah, so, so I was like, okay, that's nuts. So then I was like, I was pissed and so I went home and I snapped like about the whole situation about how it was so fucking selfish for her to turn my ex-boyfriend's suicide attempt which by the way I got in touch with his family within 15 minutes right he was diagnosed as bipolar a couple years ago and was was drinking on his meds and so that's what the incident was and he was at the hospital with his mom now everything's fine he's doing really well he's doing well so uh, because we've been we've gotten back in touch like just because I said to him like I'm always gonna be here for you like if you ever feel like you need to do that I mean I I mean, I have, you know, we had a really weird breakup. Like, yeah. I think I broke up with him right before college and he would like park outside of my house for like hours and like started dating like one of my friends. And like, oh, it was just like, like obsessed with you kind of. Thing. Yeah. And then he would like call me like in college and be like, I have a new girlfriend. Her name is Rhiannon compared to you. Like, or yeah, you're a whale compared to her. Oh, like God. shit like that. So yeah. um, anyway. She um or he no, so this girl, my friend from high school, I texted her being like, Don't ever fucking talk to me again. Like, yeah. you are so selfish. Like, I have done so much to support you over the years. I have been there for you. Like, I bought clothes for your kids. I have been there for you. Right. And then she sends me a screen grab that says, The people have spoken. And um, underneath uh, that's the subject line of the email because I had blocked her on every everything else and um, the text it said our mutual drug addicted train wreck went off on you on snap for hours last night and then my friend from high school was like yeah I know I heard about it at like 6 a.m. and then she's like she's such an unhinged maniac what? and so like first of all like if I'm on drugs what am I on yeah like, I've I've said this like line a million times but I'm either like the lowest energy cokehead or like the <laughs> highest energy heroin addict yeah. like anything in between like like yeah, I smoke weed, right. but like I'm not a. Dr- that, yeah. I don't think that makes me a drug addict. Um, I to some people it would, but I, I not in my world. So, um, it was really like upsetting, and I was outside of my doctor's office about to go in, and I was like, "There's only one person this could be." The way this is written, I was like, "This girl isn't a good writer." She, I know the word unhinged is a word she uses a lot. Yeah, accusing people of affiliation with drugs is right. something that she does a lot. She's also a troll. She's the only person. The word mutual really stuck out to me because I was like, it can't be a person from high school because they wouldn't call me a mutual. It has to be that these two people only communicate because of me. Yeah. So I really quickly figured that out. And I was just like, oh, it can only be her. She's the only person I know. So first of all, always trust your gut instinct. I like was like, 
my psychic energy is coming alive. Oh, absolutely. Right now. Female knew. intuition is no joke. Everything. So, um, you know, like I blocked her on Snap. I saw my friend from high school made a Snapchat account and that she um that she I blocked her as well. She followed me. I blocked her. I blocked this girl's sister. And then last night, and and I and I quit Snapchat for like three weeks. Really? Yeah, because I was like really upset, and I just was like, I don't need this in my life. Yeah, like I have worked too hard to have people slander me like that right. over something that like I do because I know who I am, and I don't have a problem with myself, and I don't think I do anything dishonest, and I think that I, I I'm just not ashamed of who I am, and right. so like I'm very myself. Like, and maybe it's like it can be considered grating, like to a person who's more uh, conservative, it could be considered like like I lack self-control or something. But for me, like I've just always had a relationship like this with the internet since I was a kid. Me too. And also I, I always use social media as a tool for like fun and entertainment. For me, it's always been a release since yes. I started going on the internet in like fourth grade. Absolutely. So as soon as trolling or things like that or some sort of like misunderstanding as people who use the internet for things different than that comes into play, yeah. it stops being like a safe space for, you know, entertainment for me. And then it stops being fun. If every time you log on, you have that anxiety of like, oh, what am I going to be met with? It it stops being enjoyable. Absolutely. So, you know, I, um, I found, I was going through my snaps last night. My friend and I were working. We killed two bottles of wine. I made a roast beef. Like (laughs) I was like, after he left, I was listening to records and like having fun. And I saw all of a sudden I saw her little name pop up and so she had created a new account no to follow me on snapchat and so but like she's such a fucking dumbass she used the name that she uses all across all of social media it's like her handle so i was like fucking idiot so i blocked her right but like i have this like deep um nervousness that like she has moles in the mix like there's people that if it's not her like maybe it's her fiance or maybe it's something and the thing that's on un- un- not like unlike your catfish or whatever yeah or whoever she is this woman i know her she's right. beautiful she is so incredibly nice. successful she is i would say talented the success comes from from her talent yeah and um for the most part she's well liked and she's engaged like she has she I'm like what like why me why? like and yeah I, we were saying this if if I was Chrissy Teigen I'd be like I right. get it but I'm not Chrissy Teigen I don't have the money I don't have the looks I don't have the followers I don't have that leave me alone yeah like leave me be and my, the woman who was doing it to me also started making fake accounts because yeah. I had blocked her on Twitter and Instagram and then she made another Instagram account um, and then I blocked that one and then she made another one that said like only I can judge you and it was like zero followers, zero following, no pictures. And then she started just writing mean things on all my pictures. And it was the same – to the same effect, like I'm not a controversial character on social media. I kind of – I have a feeling, like I honestly have this sick feeling that it might be this girl too or her sister. You think because – I just I just don't know. I mean I just don't – What are first of all, what are the odds that you and I are like – we have a million mutual friends, right? right? And we have a million mutual friends with this girl that's been targeting me. And Oh, interesting. And she probably sees you on Twitter and is jealous of you because you're gorgeous. And like, she probably is like, 
Yeah, I mean, I think she's a very, I don't know. I mean, I think she's a very jealous person, but it's like, girl, I'm not trying to fuck your man. Like, leave right. me alone. And like, if I said that to her, she'd be like, oh, he would never. Like, she's very yeah. like petty like that. So it's just, um, and like her sister said some racist shit to one of my friends. Like, really? Was, yeah. Like I, the, the tweets, I mean, it's, it's objectively racist. Like you can't, like, or subjectively racist. Like if you were to look at it, it's kind of like, this has a weird racial tinge to it. Um, it was my friend just like just went to bat for me when this girl tweeted me that I look like I fell out of a lost and found bin. Um, my friend like took it upon herself to like start tweeting at her. And then at a certain point, I was like, stop. It looks like I'm sending we, you in. We both talked about it also that we weren't engaging with the people who are trolling us. But then right. other our friends started kind right. of fighting. For I us. did retweet that. And I, she was like, I said something like, oh, um, in my 20s, I thought the most embarrassing thing you could do was wear clothes from the mall. And now I realize it was everything else I did in my 20s or something. Right. And um, she retweeted it and wrote, thank God, I finally understand why you looked like you've fallen out of a lost and found bin for the last 10 years. <laughs> and so I retweeted it and I said, I didn't know that this was a burning question for you. I would have explained it to you a long time ago. Oh my God. Like it just, it was like, so I tried to be like, you know, kind of like light about it because my mom and Ed were there when it came in. By the way, Ed is, everyone should know, Ed is how I met Allie because he right. met Allie and was like, you guys should work together. <laughs> Love so, Ed. Uh, lo- Ed's the best. So yeah. um, he's led me to two great Allies this year, actually. Who's the other Allie? I like you more. No. Uh, Allie Kingsley. Um, Allie Kingsley. She's a writer. So anyway, long story longer. My mom and Ed were just like, like, like you've always owned that you have your own style. And right. like, you, you know what I mean? They were like, why is this girl acting like this is some revelation? Like, is it just like she's just being cunty and it's not even like a good, yeah. di- like great disc girl. So, um, yeah. So anyway, that's that. That I mean. I just I don't I don't get it. I I'm a troll. Like I troll the fuck out of everyone from Vanderpump Rules. I like try. Right. I, I love to troll. Like it really is. Like Chad from The Bachelor troll him constantly. Nick Vial troll him constantly. That's also part of your profession, and they signed up for it. Yeah, those people. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, yeah. No, I actually thought about going on The Bachelor this year just to troll Nick and like do all the travel. Um, I feel like I'm just telling you everything on Mike. We've already talked about. I know, but it's important just to recover it. Okay. So we're at 28 minutes or 29 minutes so far. So that means we got to start taking our calls. Are you I'm ready? so excited. To hear these maniacs? Yes. Let's do it. Hey, Malls, Christina and guest. I have a boyfriend problem. And by I, I mean my friend. And by problem, I mean I'm not sure if it's a problem. And I'd like you guys to tell me if it is and then give me a solution. So I have a very old friend, like we've been friends for 15 years, who has his first boyfriend right now. He's been out to all of his friends, but on his parents for like five years, but he's never had a boyfriend. And they've been dating for about four months. And there's a couple of things that we can't really figure out if there should be red flags or not. Um, basically this boyfriend might just kind of be like leeching on my friend, but we don't know because he seems like a cool dude enough. Uh, so first of all, like six weeks into the relationship, the, his boyfriend was like, oh, we should like move in together and get this apartment. And they applied for this apartment and it didn't work out. And we were all kind of relieved about that. And since then they've had like a running tally of how much money his boyfriend owes him because his boyfriend lost his job. And it's like, like, it's, like, all the, like, the meals they have out together and, like, Ubers my my friend might call for them. And, like, I know, Molly, you strictly believe in not giving away money 
you're not ready to lose. And, like, my friend has a full-time job, but his boyfriend, like, isn't working right now. And, like, two months ago, or maybe it was the beginning of this month, they went down to Orlando to work at this music festival. And my friend uh, got a music business degree and wants to like work in marketing or, or music business and his boyfriend is just kind of like a hustler and has like had a ton of gigs since he graduated from high school and has worked a lot of these festivals so it seemed like a fun cute thing for them to do that they had in common but now over new year's eve the boyfriend is like oh we're gonna go to california to work another one and i was literally in the car when my friend heard this idea and he was like um we what we are like that's going to be really expensive we have to like fly out there for New Year's Eve, and we have to get a rental car. It's not even in L.A. It's, like, an hour north of L.A., and, like, these gigs don't pay that much, and either way, they're, like, going on this trip now, and all of my friends are, like, is my friend getting played? Like, the guy is, like, genuinely nice. He's not exactly charming like a narcissist or anything. Like, he's, like, rough around the edges at times, so he's not, like, clearly trying to con us, and we're not sure if this is like his first relationship as well so we don't know if this is just like like bad behavior on both sides of the the aisle i don't know my friends and i keep summing it up like jay from serial and that we're like what is the deal with jay we can't figure out the deal so i'm coming to you guys thanks love you bye okay the jay from serial reference was very funny to me um well first of all i don't think like like buying Ubers and like, taking your boyfriend to meals, that's not like him swindling. Like, yeah, I mean, I had, I mean, I kind of expect like for a guy to pay the majority of the time. I mean, I pitch in on a lot of things, but right, I'm traditional in that way, and I'm fi- I want to save my money for my clothes, and also all the stuff that I have to do to be in a relationship: get my vag wax, do my hair, <laughs> buy clothes that look cute. Like that is expensive. So yeah, you're buying the dinner, but I don't know in a two guy scenario if that's the case. That's true because when you brought that up, I wasn't thinking of that. So maybe the dynamic is a different but yeah. it gave me a little bit of a mr ripley vibe when he because when he said because <laughs> when he said the thing, love that too right well because when he said the thing about like oh we're gonna go to the music festival and initially it was the friend's idea yeah and then the boyfriend the second time was like oh yeah now we're going to this other one in california it was like i feel like he's chameleoning his life maybe i mean may- yeah that sounds right i mean i think i think the I think that your friend is getting something out of this, though. He has a boyfriend. He's yes. going on a trip to California with someone that he loves. Um, the guy saying, let's move in after six weeks is a huge sign, actually. Um, but lesbians do it all the time. Right. Um, I really, like, you know, I don't... Uh... I think that, actually, a lot of people in my last, like, significant relationship could say that... I was the bad boyfriend in this scenario. Like I they cuz they I was unemployed for a really long time. My boyfriend and I traveled like a lot of places together and granted like the company he worked for the whatever paid for a lot of the travel. But like yeah, like he paid for a lot of our meals, but I really like at the same time I basically was his fucking employee after a little while. Like I would do his laundry, like I would do all the little things I could to make his life better because I knew that he was basically footing the bill for a lot of the shit we were doing. Right. Um, 
And that's, you know, that's the dynamic that happens in a lot of situations where the guy is one one person. There's is one breadwinner. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I'm sensitive to it as a woman just because I don't want to be taken advantage of by a guy like I don't want to be the wealthier person in a relationship and have I mean, I can't date a loser anymore. That's what I'm saying, because I think that I'm thinking of this through the perspective of a man like I'm taking a man on vacation. I'm paying a man for a yeah. man's Ubers. I'm paying for dinner. But, you know, my best friend Ed has said to me that in his relationships, like when we were in our 20s, I think he's he's shifted on this a bit now. But when we were in our 20s, he really felt passionately that like he wants to be able to take care of his man someday. Like he wants to be a provider for his man. He wants to know that his man is taken care of. And like, I think that's a really sweet sentiment. So I think that dynamic still exists in not straight relationships. Right. Um. I don't know, though, dude. See, I'm more of a skeptic of relationships in general. Yeah. I think, and that's part, that's me, that's yeah. me and my baggage. Totally. In general, it's probably not going to work, so. Yeah, because for me, like, when I sense any kind of red flag, I always, six months down the line, I'm like, oh, I wish I'd trusted my gut. Yes, exactly. Trusting your gut is huge. And by the way, does your friend think that these are red flags? I want to turn to Christina here because I've dated guys that Christina – Really didn't like. And you did say to me before, you were like, if you married that person, like, I was going to have to have a talk with you. Like, <laughs> you I object? really, like, I really, like, I mean, like, it's I... hard because you can't, when someone's in love, you can't tell them. Right. You know? I was like, disgustingly. And in also, love. like, I never feel like I'm in a place of like firm ground because I haven't been in a long term relationship. Yeah. So, like, it's oh, very easy. I don't easy. think of it that way. I think, I don't know. I, guess, like, my I just worry protector. that someone would throw that back at me. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what I'm talking about because I haven't. And Whatever, but I mean, I my parents have been married for a very long time, and they're very much in love. So I know they're what a cutest. healthy and yeah. good relationship looks like. Right. right. Um. And so, uh, sorry, what was the question? I completely. My it. question was that you know you knew that I was in a situation that I was in over my head with, and that it wasn't necessarily it was pretty toxic to my life, and that my life took a lot of hits because of it. Like I just wasn't working as much as I should. I was. You know, I was drinking too much. You gave up a lot of yourself. I gave up a lot of myself. And Christina saw that firsthand. And she, I'm just wondering, like, I think that you need to, Christina, let this be a learning lesson for me. And of course, once we broke up, as you inevitably do in almost all relationships, um, Christina was like really vocal with me about like, yeah, like I never really cared for him. I think that you should be over this like pretty quickly. Like it's not, you know, like this isn't a, this isn't a loss for you. Well, I don't know if I said you should. Be over it quickly. I think it's like it's not a, a total loss. That's exactly like, yeah. it. Yeah, that was I, you were like, just like this is off. not a yeah. loss. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you won here. I so. think the question is like, when do you say something to your friend if you're uncomfortable? And if you want to, I think you just say, "I love you. Hope you're happy. Just want to make sure you're putting the right boundaries in place to make sure you're protected in this relationship." I'll say this: you can do it. You have to be very careful about how you do it because the person is in love with someone and yeah. if this is their first relation. Like yeah. if I fell in love with someone, Molly, yeah. if it was the me fault, if this situation, because it could be very easily me, you know, yeah. I'm just like out for the first time in a couple of years and like I'm yeah. having my first serious relationship and I think it's really important Um, and you have to come to me and say like, hey, yeah. this person's not good for you. 
I think it would be a tricky thing for you to navigate. I feel like that would be like slapping a toy out of a kid's hand. Yes. Like, I just can't do that. So, and yeah. What I'll say is like you do get one chance to really fully address it in the way that you need to. Because I don't think you can keep harping on it with a friend. I think you get one chance. One and done. Yeah. That's, a, that's a one and done. <laughs> and I have a rule in general where it's like, Definitely, if you have to say something, it's a one and done sort of thing. But for the most part, I don't like to discuss or confront people about their relationships or their finances. Right. And this is both. And if your friend yeah. is shitty with money, like, you know, it's not your job to fix that. That's a hard lesson a lot of people have to learn. Like, if your friend is um, being manipulated by someone and can't sense that, that's going to be a lesson that they have to learn. It is so hard. I have a friend that, like, watching him date, for me, it's... It's like it's the feeling I I have a feeling that it's the closest I've ever felt to being a parent watching their kid grow because I want to be like, don't do that. But like you can't you can't learn their lessons for them. You know what I mean? And I think people learn through bottoms and like humiliation. So maybe they need to experience that. Absolutely. Bottoms and humiliation is so true. That is exactly where the growth part is. Totally. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, that's why I kind of love being depressed sounds right. awful no, but like you learn from being a lot of things come from being hurt yeah whether it's creatively or even just like maturing and also I've noticed this pattern in my life of like whenever the shit really hits the fan and I'm like this is the worst it can get like I start to get hopeful because I'm like that's great that motivated means something and hopeful awesome is going to happen soon right. like something I mean it has to be because something great is going to happen because there's no way it could get worse than this like I've been put through it yeah you learn what you don't want and you learn what to do better yeah exactly dude Dr. Laura said something by the way that I just want to throw out there because I really do agree with this and even though she's a bigot and I've just I, she said something really lovely after the election that really shocked me that What'd was just I don't really remember the phrasing but it wasn't a conservative douchey thing to say like she actually was like no matter where you are if you're upset with the election results like you know she was just very sweet about it and like she's never she's never like bipartisan like that like she's always just like swings very right and is very open about it and um she said the way that you get self-respect is by impressing yourself oh and i really thought that that was like Wow. Like that's really, you know what I mean? Like it is because it's true. Like when do you feel better about yourself than when you've just sold something or when like you, you know, like, oh, you had a huge win recently. You had the Merriam Webster (laughs) dictionary (laughs) definition of femininity change. Yeah, I did. Did you know this? Oh, no. Allie's famous. Allie. Allie's famous as hell. I was, so someone emailed me the, 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 sentence like definition for femininity and Merriam Webster was like she managed to become a CEO without sacrificing her femininity. Ugh. So I took the screenshot and I tweeted it like I didn't tweet it at Merriam Webster because like I'm not aggressive like that. My right. intention wasn't to have them change it, which I kind of feel bad about because now I'm getting like notoriety for having it changed. Um, but they, it ended up circulating it, back to them and then they changed the definition. What is it now? I haven't checked. I'll I check in a second, but I just yeah. want to say two points. Miriam Webster's social media game is very excellent. You should check it yeah, out. They've they become were, like they woke were, lately. They were kind of shady with, during <laughs> the, um, the presidential debates. So really? This is not what it means. That is <laughs> so definition. funny. 
Um, and secondly, like that goes to show you the strength of the patriarchy. It's yeah. like down to our definition of language. Like yeah. Masculinity too was like he he managed to be masculine uh, despite wearing pink. Ooh, that's weird. I mean, right? come on, get with the times, baby. It's I'm crazy. sure there's I'm sure there's probably a million other ones that are just as bad. Yeah. Um. Let's find out what it is. Christina's looking it up. But yeah, no, I think that you know. I first of all, I think you should own that win and not feel guilty about it because even though that yeah. wasn't your intention, you did a good thing putting it out into the universe, and it right. was an honest thing. And so, therefore, it's yours. Like you did it. Um. But yeah, I think just in terms of your friend, dude. Um. Let him make his mistakes. You know, he's gonna he's gonna learn. First boyfriend. You know? Yeah. Oh my god. I mean, like. The mistakes I made with my first boyfriend are insane. Yeah. Oh, I think I like punched my first boyfriend and he spit on me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like got out of his car and he spit on me and drove off. Yeah. I've done <laughs> that up to like my fifth boyfriend. So you're like, I six, pretty recently yeah, punched someone. Six times the charm. <laughs> That's really funny. I forgot that we bonded over the fact that I'm like, oh no, I've totally hit a guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we did. And I was like, me too. Weird. Uh, uh, the, definition, that. the definition of femininity is the quality or nature of the female sex oh yeah but okay. the first i have to read this and i hope you're not offended by it but the first uh comment oh, is it they about have me? like facebook comments <laughs> oh, no. on the which is the dumbest fucking thing like, right Facebook comments on the definition of a word yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the first one says feminist ali siegel whined to miriam webster about their example sentence for the definition of femininity and they fell over each other at the office to change the sentence for her it was all a publicity stunt for her feminist magazine do you have a feminist magazine no how this all started this is like- so there's no more sentence at all in the entry yeah now it's all people trolling me just making up their own mean sentences about me that is so funny i was funny. doing a zine after the election to okay. raise money for charity Right, right, right. And so someone had sent me in a screenshot of that is how it all started. Wow. That is a Christina's so everyone over there. Read but and subscribe just so dumb. to my feminist magazine. <laughs> that doesn't Girl, exist. Your feminist magazine. How are people... Okay. Um, my fire alarm is about to go off, so let's take our next call. Hey, Malls. Uh, I didn't hear the last part of that, but awesome um, introduction. Uh, first time calling you, but um, you've talked about Tinder on your podcast, and I am a total Tinder noob, and I've kind of been against it, but I would be into using it if I could just somehow tell people that I don't actually want to get in, like, a serious relationship. So I was wondering if it's appropriate to to put a little bit about that on my about information. Um, and then when I talk to guys, just be like, hey, you want to hang out? And obviously I'm okay with like, like, you know, maybe hooking up, but I also don't want that to be like a prerequisite. Because there's some guys on there, like I got onto it and then I removed my um, profile immediately but there's some guys on there that I would maybe want to hang out with but I don't necessarily want to like date or do anything with so um tips on what to do about that and what's the proper etiquette thanks have an awesome day okay so this is we're just going to do a recap because Allie was like wait what um so basically um she is 
wanting to be on Tinder because the last time she was on Tinder, she's like, I see some guys that I like, but she's not looking for a relationship. But she's also not necessarily looking for a hookup situation, although she's not opposed to hooking up. Um, She, it sounds like she wants to have, she wants to go on dates. She wants to flirt. She maybe wants to make out. She wants to meet some interesting guys. Right. Um, She wants to take her flirting beyond the safe space. Yes. Yes. She wants to to take it to the danger zone. Yes. Um, Danger zone. (laughs) Well, you, I mean, I, I just have to say, I think in life, it's very, very good to be honest about your intentions. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And especially in online dating. Um, Yeah. I've been really bummed out like when I've been talking to a guy that wrote in his profile that he's looking for like a relationship and then like everything he says to me has like a vague sexual undertone. Additionally, the opposite. I've been frustrated by guys who say that they're just looking for friends and then act like they want a relationship. Yeah. So I think that words and actions also have to line up. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's so true. Um. You know, I don't I think that guys would be into this. I think that the, there's yes. definitely a mar- there's definitely a market yeah, for that. I think guys would be into a no strings attached thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean there's a market. Yeah. I um I actually had someone say to me this is so fucking funny to me. Um on the Lifetime podcast, um friend of the pod Daniel Van Kirk came on and he said he's like he's like I'm not on any social media apps. He's like but I figured out like what's wrong with dating profiles. And he's like anyone who says the word just is going fuck is there to fuck around. Like is troubled. Yeah. Cuz like I ha- like I I did have a just and I said just, let's just get drinks. Well, you and know he- that's very like common for women to use the word just like just checking in or just doing this. Yeah. It's very very common for women to it's like saying sorry too much. But guys yeah. but guys who say I'm just looking for a fun time. Exactly like it's like just it's like that's it's such a non-committal word. And like this is not a, this is a committal situation. <laughs> I'm trying to think because I I used to be on all the apps. I recently de- deleted all of mine because I was like it, I thought it was preventing me from meeting people in real life. Yeah. Um. But I don't think my bio my on mine it was like I don't drink, but I don't care if you do. Was all that I said. Yeah. But I don't. I never had like a stipulation of what specifically I was looking for. A lot of people have. Um. I don't drink, but I don't care if you do. I see that a lot, actually. Do you think that you need to designate what you're looking for prior to even meeting the person? Um, I think that if you say it in your profile as like, because, you know, until you meet the person, you don't really know what you want from them. Yeah. Maybe you meet them and you're like, let's go to Bone Town or like, oh, I really like maybe feelings grow. You know what I mean? I totally get that. I think for the next probably a couple years of my life, like I need to be in more, I don't have the emotional space to take, I can't be emotionally responsible for a boyfriend right now. So for the first time in my life, I'm kind of considering like a more casual thing. Interesting. And I've never, I've never, I've been disgusted by that. I can't deal with the thought of like, a guy putting his penis in me and then like some other chick another night and like yeah then, like then but like we have this like intimacy established like it just I, it, that that really grosses me out so um but no but now I'm kind of like that would be a perfect situation because I can't be a shut-in I can't like and I also deserve to have fun right and like you know I've cut off dating for a, a long enough time and I think there is a way to I was very selfish with how quickly I jumped back into dating after my last big relationship. And I feel terribly about like the first boyfriend that I had 
after that relationship. Rebounding? I've dated two people. Yeah. And I was rebounding. But the thing is, is I was so not over my ex. Yeah. And it was wildly selfish. I actually ran into some of his friends the other night and I just said to them like, hey, I just want you to know, like, I love that dude. Like, I was the asshole. I I was not in the position to be dating. Like, uh, buy a house, they said. It'll be a good investment. Put in a fireplace, they said. It's a perfect way to keep this little cabin warm. Let me tell you something. Wood's fucking expensive. I have fire alarms going off all the time. I had peace in my life for five months because I was living in a very dangerous situation where I didn't have any fire alarms or carbon monoxide things in my house at all. I was basically living in like a fire trap. A log fell out of the fire this morning. I had to like I was like running back and forth with this like tumbler that was on my ca- counter and I was just like filling it with water. So it was the stupidest thing. It was like literally trying to put a fire out with a thimble. Um, I burnt my floor a little bit, but yeah. Um, so Tinder aside, don't get a fireplace um, or really honestly a house. It's a two person job. Maybe if you meet, <laughs> maybe if you meet someone on Tinder and it buy a works house with out. Them in six you can, weeks. You can buy a house with them in six weeks. Okay. So, any other thoughts on Tinder? I want to know because I, I, are you back on now? No, I'm not on anything, but I'm on Raya just or Raya whatever because I yeah. just don't want to delete it. Um, but no, I as and as soon as I deleted all my apps, I met someone in real life. Okay. Not like Where a serious at? thing at a comedy show. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah. So I think that there's a, a certain magic. I I think the apps are great. Yeah, and I was on them forever, and I think they're so fun and they're I distracting. They're so fun, and I was going on so many dates. Yeah, but it's a meat market. Yeah, and it's hard to form an attachment to people because you'll have one date one night, and then you'll have one with someone else two days later. Yeah, and you're messaging with like thirty people, and so it doesn't matter what one person says because then you know the next inbox there's someone else. That's why I like volume though, because it helps me realize the ones that are good. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I've gone on a lot of shitty Tinder dates and I have I think I have a really good sense of humor about it. Right. Like, oh, totally. at, you know, at this point, like you kind of got to and yeah. I've been on a lot of shitty Tinder dates and it, it's like made me realize like, oh, this guy's like cool. Like the other ones were weird. He exactly. has what they didn't have. And that I think that's a good thing about kind of like having a period in your life where you date or hook yeah. up or have flings in surplus because when something good happens, you're like, oh, this feels different than those however many other dates that I went on. I wish I had the mentality I do now in my 20s. If I could go back and give myself a gift and I want to say this to our caller as well. Like I grew up Catholic. I don't even know how much of it is the Catholic thing, but like I had deep shame around sleeping with people like I would shame the fuck out of myself interesting and I'd just be like you're such a slut like you know this is just another guy on the list like he probably you know probably like all these guys that you've hooked up with know each other and I mean in in especially in our world like right. they know each other and they probably have talked like oh I fucked Molly McAleer too yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh Molly McAleer yeah I fucked her I had once had a guy that I made out with say can um I overheard him saying can you believe I used to date this animal and I was like we never even dated like oh my god we oh my went god. on one date yeah, like, and made wish. out yeah. yeah I was like what it was wild 
But yeah, I think that there's there's a belief that men can – there's one set of rules for men and women. Yeah. But women are just as entitled to pleasure as men are. Yeah, absolutely. You know? There's no qualms about that. Absolutely. But I mean I do also give like man sluts. I'm like, he's got a dirty dick. Like I definitely right. gave them – I do – with guys because they are granted that privilege. Yes. I – refuse to give it to them like I'm like you need to be fucking well behaved and that doesn't mean right that having sex is poor behavior but you need to be responsible for your penis yeah and I think it's your choice though. right and you know it's your choice to give it to them or to not yeah you know I'm all for like sex positivity if you want to abstain from it or if you mm-hmm. want to do it safely with as many people as you want like that's great too you know I'm trying my best to be, to sex be safe po- to be oh. sex- no, no, no 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 oh I raw dog all the time uh, but no. Molly I'm just kidding you guys oh, I'm yeah, not totally I'm me kidding. too no totally um oh whatever Christina's like obsessed with pegging on this podcast why am I getting yelled at because I listen I'm- safe pegging oh safe pegging you put a condom on the peg yeah uh- <laughs> I've um, never done at least it. now I finally don't feel weird anymore after that vibrator story. No, 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 you're oh, fine. No, no, no. no, you're fine. Are you kidding me? Um, oh, I know. I, t- I mean, like, what's the option though? I mean, first of all, condoms blow. I talked about this on another podcast. Condoms blow. Sorry, this is, so- and I feel this is so bad that I'm putting this out there. But I have to speak for my sisters out there that do not believe in hormonal birth control. I don't believe in it. I don't want to feel like a cow. Yeah. I don't want to be like pumped full of hormones. I just don't like it. Yeah. But I, I understand for many women, that's the best option. And that I think that access to that birth control is incredibly, incredibly important. For me, I don't like to put it in my body and I would like to see other solutions. The other solution that we have in this world is like a sponge with the sponges back or condoms and like no offense both of those suck do you use have you ever used a sponge i did uh oh, I, this is also the copper iud there's the copper i know but i don't want an implant in my yeah body. are you oh my god you and i are so on the same level as this yeah i totally i can't i birth i don't i'm not on i'm not on anything yeah i'm playing do you with tell guys fire. Do you- <laughs> <laughs> well i don't let anyone like finish and no oh my god my, no i'm not in my crazy yeah you know, you're not like <laughs> you have it without without condoms if i just sometimes <laughs> if i like know the person and i'm like show me your papers or like we're in like a semi-relationship yeah me what too. i mean like i mean I like I, it, yeah i guess if you're in a like long-term yeah like yeah 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 long-term yeah. meaning like a few dates right yeah no yeah <laughs> Um, Look, if they know their status, <laughs> you know what I mean. If they know if their we STD each status other on Twitter, then that's, if, if we're we follow okay each with other that, on Twitter, then we can raw dog. I'm more, <laughs> I'm more worried about the STD of it all than the pre- getting pregnant of it all. You know, yeah. Because there's a way to handle. But I'm pregnant, a 32 but. year old woman who somehow dodged HPV my entire life. Girl, so me too. I, I know we're unicorns. Yeah. So I feel like at this point I need to celebrate. And you know what? If I get herpes at 33, then. Like, I've had a good run. We can Grey Gardens it. <laughs> if you and I both get herpes, we can just Grey Gardens it and just live together in Glendale. <laughs> not to herpes shame. Yeah, but like your, your life doesn't end. Just that's true. Know, you have to be quarantined. My, my best friend at his boss gave um, him, him a book that um, his that her father wrote yesterday, and he sent it to me. I just want to pull up the title of it because it's fucking hilarious. He's a doctor. Um, not my best friend, the, the his boss. How to how to cope? The facts about herpes. That's the book that her father wrote. 
How to Cope. Oh, interesting. Is that a new book? No, it's old. I was going to say, I like the, I love 70s book covers. Me too. Yeah. They should like just all be 70s book covers. They should yeah. bring that aesthetic back. Right. Um. Okay. Well, don't raw dog on Tinder. <laughs> yeah, that's a bad place to do it. Yeah. Don't do that. I mean, I, the first guy I hooked up Maybe with. Maybe that should be your bio. No raw dogging. No raw dogging. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I think that's good. There, question or solved. <laughs> raw dog me. If it's your, it's it's your right. It's your prerogative. You can write just raw dog me on your, I think that would be really. <laughs> also, you could see you have a sense of humor. Yeah. I was like, my bits go a little bit too hard, though. There's something so violent about the term raw dog. I know. <laughs> I know. It's aggressive. I, I love it because my friend got his virginity snatched by this girl in college, and he, like, was not ready to have sex, but, like, she, like, pounced on him, and he was like, okay. And she was like, you're a virgin. Like, we don't need a condom. And so, like, oh, God. he was really fucking wasted, and we were outside of – um, we were outside – <laughs> so um my by the way just the fire alarms are just maddening and i don't even like the sound of my doorbell like i my doorbell sends shivers down my spine so i don't know why i thought fire safety was a good thing i pulled the smoke detectors out of my ceiling at my apartment <laughs> totally it's i illegal. don't care I, you know what if i die i die yeah i had a, i had a good one same with the raw dog yeah it was so a good run. um no so this guy like he was walking through. It was our senior year. He remained a virgin till senior year of college, which is no. pretty remarkable. And we were in front of my friend's dorm, and he got down on one knee and started fist pumping and just going, raw dog. No. And I was like, where is this coming from? And like, it finally it came out that that's how he had lost his virginity. Oh my God. But I was like, it was just wild because he was completely shit faced. Like he was probably one of the type of people that shouldn't drink. Like, yeah, you know totally. what I mean? And um, it just, he had this like complete emotional outburst that manifested as him almost like, like a, I don't know, like a guy who just won a sport or something. It and was he like was, Rudy, but like. Yeah. Rudy. And he was like growling the word raw dog. And it was like, just like, and so I've been obsessed with raw dog ever since. And um, we called that girl raw dog for the you rest of senior year. Miriam Webster, that story. And yeah. Maybe you can the, definition the definition of raw dog. I do not agree with the definition of raw dog. Um, so sorry, Eva. I had to hear that so many times today. Okay. <laughs> Let's take her next call. Hey, Malls. Um, I'm just, like, going to keep it really short. Um, so I'm, like, a young professional. Um, I'm gay, uh, and I live in, like, I live in Chicago. Um, so I live in, like, and, like, I make a lot. I work in entertainment. I make, like, a pretty decent amount of money. So, like, I have, like, a really nice apartment, like, in the, like, downtown Chicago. Live by myself. It's super sweet, super luxe, has, like, great, like, looks all over, like, downtown Chicago. It's amazing. But, like, lately, I've been, like, seeing, like, all these boys who, like, and I'm like, yo, like, let's come out, like, come over, like, hand can at my house, like, you know, whatever. And, you know, that's been really cool, but, like, I've been seeing these boys, like, more frequently, and they're like, why don't you ever come to my house? And I'm like, because I don't want to. Like, my least, like, they all, like, live, like, pretty fucking far, like, out of the city, like, where it's affordable, like, for, like, someone who's, like, just graduated college to live. And so, like, I don't know, I'm really, like... I don't know, like, do have been, like, really, like, sort of, like, I don't know, like, they've been weird about it. They're like, okay, like, why does she want to come to my house? I'm like, literally, I live by myself and, like, on the 15th floor of, like, a great building downtown with no roommates, and you live in, like, 
with three roommates and like a really shitty walk up like like forever away. So it's like not like I'm not even like I don't know I don't want to say that because it sounds like really like I don't know it sounds really like privileged or whatever. But I don't know how do I deal with that? Like you know like am I am I crazy? I literally just don't understand why I would go to someone's house when you could come to my house when there's no one here, plenty of food, cable like this is like. There's just so many things that should make them want to come to my house. And I get, like, maybe, like, I'm being selfish, but I don't know. Um, so, yeah, please advise. Tell me if I'm being, like, you know, like, crazy or stupid or something. Um, anyway, love the pod. Love your snap. Uh, yeah. See you later. Wow. <laughs> what a down-to-earth guy. A lot to unpack. Really, really down-to-earth. Um, what do you think? Well, there's, there's two sides of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's the obvious glaring part. I'll, but first, I'll start with my own experience. Okay. Is that I um, – the last few guys I've dated, I'm weird about people coming over to my apartment. Mm. So I've only ever gone over to their place. Okay. Since, But th- I'm so weird about this kind of stuff. Since I've lived in my place like for the last two and a half or whatever years, I've only let two guys I'm dating come over. Okay. Because I don't – I'm like for me, like I don't like people in my personal space because I know that like – if we break up, I'll have to imagine them like at home with me. Yeah, there's no sage for that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like I'm weird about who I let into my space. So like the idea of whose house we hang out at, like I understand the stipulations of that. I'm exactly the same way. Yeah, but I think his reasoning is off. Right. For sure. His right. his reasoning is my house is nicer than yours, so automatically we're only going to hang out at my house. Yeah. I mean, I um I first of all, I used to always go to guys houses when I was in my 20s dating um because when I didn't have a boyfriend because I um my house was always messy and I was like I need to hide this from that him. Too. I yes. need to hide from him that I am a slob. Yeah. Um but um yo, like here's the thing. I think that it makes a lot of sense. Everything you're saying makes a lot of sense. Your house is more comfortable. It's probably more comfortable for them in ways too because oh, they don't live that lifestyle. I actually, I actually, I'm going to get handed to you. I think it's okay, especially if it's a casual hookup thing, which it sounds like all these things are. It's right. just like meet up on Tinder and fuck sort of thing um, or at a bar. Um, I think that that's fine. But um I do think that if you start to establish something and it starts to be a more regular thing, even if you're still seeing other people, suck it up and drive out there for a coffee. You don't have to spend the night. Like, I've dated guys who live in holes. Like, at the same time, I'm with you on this. I don't want to fuck with roommates. Like, I don't... I don't... That's a rule for me. Yeah. I I don't like to date people who have roommates. It's just... First of all, it says something to me, especially at my age, about where you're at in your life. Yes. Um, And LA is an expensive city. But that like, and there are exceptions. Like Christina has a roommate who's lovely, but she right. also lives in a really, really nice building. And yeah. so, um, you know, I just feel like I can, I can af- af- afford to not do that. And I've always lived alone, by the way. I've managed too. to do it because I, you know, I lived with six girls in college and it was like, oh my God, like kill me. Yeah. Um, and I, I had a roommate for a while who was awesome, but I just didn't like having a roommate. Like I like to wake up and talk to myself and be loud. I need my, and, and I need my alone time. I, I can't 
I do so many another. embarrassing things. Oh, I, and I talk to myself all the time too. Yeah. I'm I Amanda Bynes alone in my house all the time, you know? But I think that if you're sta- if it gets to the point where you start having feelings for someone and you're establishing a relationship, it's a sign that you like them and it's a sign of emotional involvement for you to step into their world. Yeah. And visit their personal space. And maybe something that you should do is make it clear to them and say like because that's not what this is. Right. This isn't a relationship where like we go to each other's houses. We're not going to meet each other's parents. Like maybe throw that out there. And like if the guy comes back because he's down with the relationship being like that too, great. But if not, like don't, you know, um, if a guy's like, I want you to come to my house, if it's if it's more than just a convenience thing for him because he feels tired of driving all the way out there. Right. Um, you know, it's uh you need to like set it up for him what you're willing to give. And you can even say like, I'm in a selfish place in my life. I don't want to go to a guy's house with roommates. Like this isn't a comment on you. It's just who I am. And like, yeah, uh, don't get a house. This is like every door in my house is open right now. Um, so yeah, rip your, rip your smoke alarms out guys. Um, We've advised people to rip out their smoke alarms and not wear condoms, by the way. This is not- <laughs> I don't endorse those. <laughs> those thoughts. That's what you know what? I'm not a professional. They know the show they called. You know, <laughs> I if you want you're asking me for advice. <laughs> rip out your a smoke <laughs> alarm is annoying. Is annoying. Condoms kind of suck. That's what. That's my opinion. That's you're my favorite podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, girl. You're welcome. Um, do you do a lot? Of pods. Yeah. Are you big on the scene? I'm big on the podcast scene. <laughs> yeah. Well, there is a pod scene. It's like so weird. it's like the same, like, you know, 150 people that like yeah. all do each other's podcasts. <laughs> it's like it's it's really there's a pod scene. The LA pod scene is very different from the New York pod scene. What's the New York pod scene? It's more like a public radio-y, like a gimlet-y oh. kind of world. Yeah. Versus here, it's like comedy podcasts. Right, like right, right. That that sort. I mean, there is a public radio element to it here, out here, out here too, but yeah. I mean, that just says everything about the types of people that live in those two yeah, cities. Exactly, exactly. Like, LA's like, listen to me. Yeah. And New York's like, let's take it off me. We survived 9-11. Let's yeah. tell a nice story. <laughs> welcome to like, Please Advise. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, Please Advise in New York could be like, welcome to Please Advise. Yeah. We'll to today. Our first caller. Is- and we would definitely not be advising not to use condoms. In fact, we'd probably bring on a sexpert yeah. for that sort of thing. Um, okay, so, yeah, just, you know, just check your snobbery a little bit, too. Like, yeah. I, I mean, like, look, I love being a good snob myself. I do think that oh, there, hundo, yeah. there's no, I mean, to an extent, there's nothing wrong with being a snob. It means you're discerning and discerning is good. But when it hurts other people, it's not right. okay. And when it degrades other people, it's not okay. And like in your voice a little bit when you're like, Ugh, and they live in like a place where like, I don't know, like students live or something. It's like, what's wrong with being a student? Yeah. Like, and also, why are you putting your dick in someone that like you're disgusted by their lifestyle? Right. I, I mean, I don't know. Why are you having a dick put in you? I don't know. Top or bottom. Yeah. Maybe you're versatile. Yeah. I think if it gets in the way of healthy relationships, then that's a problem. Absolutely. I think he like, he needs to be dating someone a little bit more that suits his level. Like, he needs to be on the same level financially. Dating on his level. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, like, why isn't he dating on his level? But also, I want you to realize something. You're saying you're in entertainment. You're in Chicago. I'm in my mind. You work for Oprah, even though she's not there anymore. Um, but 
I do want to say that I also work in entertainment. There have been times in my life, Allie does too, there have been times in my life where I'm flying high and I've got checks coming in like crazy. Right. And I'm like, you can't touch me. Like, yes, I'm, like, I'm yeah. killing it. You know what I mean? Like, ugh, mall clothes? Like, I was just, I was just like, I, I've been very snobby in, in the past. And boy, was I checked. Oh. Like, I was, the universe checked my ass. Like, I, I had to, I was broke. Like, yeah. you know, so um, I wrote an ebook for five grand because I couldn't pay my rent. Like, right. just to, just like, I didn't even want to do it. Like, I just was like, I just want, just give me money. I need money. So, um, yeah, you, I just know that whatever the status that you're at now, especially because you do not own your condo, I don't believe um, you're not you're not necessarily always going to be flying high. And also that person who lives in the college dorm room or the studio apartment with five roommates could be the nicest, most charitable, wonderful person you've right. ever met in your whole entire life. Absolutely. So it's not I don't think that there's a level, you know, it's. Do whatever you need to do. But I don't want to call you a dick or anything because you said you like my Snapchat and that means a lot to right. me. So and just know that if you hadn't said that, I'd probably be going a lot harder on you. Um, <laughs> okay, that's it. Christina, any thoughts? No, that's it. I think I chimed in. Okay, so we have a long letter today. This is not the long letters episode and we normally are not going to read long letters, but we're doing it. Um, Allie and I are both not really <laughs> confident in our ability to read out loud. Um, so we're going to split this one. We're going to yeah. go halfsies. Allie's going to do the first half. Also, by the way, I used to be an elementary school teacher. Oh, that's so, right. Yeah. I, yeah, that's right. That's I so should, cool. I should excel at reading out loud. <laughs> <laughs> should be one of my strengths. Okay. Um, holy shiat balls. I left mm. mid-workout to go home and send you a response to the Long Letters podcast. If at all possible, forward my message to that girl dating a narcissist. Do not stay with him a minute longer, please. That was all capitals. Everything you said about narcissists was so fucking true. And as someone that fell serious victim to one, I need you to please advise. So backstory, my dad died of a sudden heart attack when I was 14. From then on, my mother was my best friend. I also found myself filling the role of her caretaker from time to time. She was an absolute saint of a woman, and I was more experienced the type of selfless love she provided. Anyways, I spent most of my teens trying to be kind of perfect. We were poor, so I worked a job to pay, to help pay for things and graduated high school with my associate's degree already complete. I went off to college and my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer. About a year later, I met the narcissist. So of course, I'm in a weird place in life because one, I'm 19 and two, my mother slash only living parent slash best friend is dying. Mm -hmm. At 19, I could not tell narcissist was a narcissist. I was just a giver. So I gave and gave and gave. I graduated college at 20, and three weeks later, my mother died. Three months after that, I inherit a decent sum of money, decent by poor people's standards anyway, and the week after that, the narcissist proposes. I say yes, and my family and friends sort of try and talk me out of it, but also don't want to press too much on someone so emotionally broken. We get married... And of course, it's awful. He convinces me to pay for so much of his shit. I paid off his car and helped support him while he flitted around trying to, quote, figure out his career. And my savings account is gradually being drained. He convinced me to put the remainder of my inheritance and I complied, wanting to believe I was just doing the right thing in supporting someone I loved. Okay. I'm going to take over from here. This is juicy. Um <clears throat> 
I saw the light when after blowing all this money on him, uh, another uncle of mine died and sent me a $2,000 check. The narcissist's response was, oh, good. We can keep putting that towards my tuition. Uh, In parentheses, keep in mind that I'm also paying off student loans. So I assessed what I had left in savings and proceeded to divorce him because I feared that if I didn't, that very month, he would surely spend everything I had left. He didn't see it coming, and we proceeded to go on a, quote, convince my friend circle that we need to stay together campaign, unquote, while he was also draining the remaining money market money market account I had with my fucking inheritance from my dead mother and putting it in his own account. Anyway, I had to get an attorney in Florida. The spouse gets half of any... Wait, I had to get an attorney. And in Florida, the spouse gets half of anything that they had their name on. Luckily, I was able to get him the fuck out of my house deed, but I still lost well over $30,000 on the entire relationship. When I met him at a Panera... (laughs) Sorry. And when I met him at a Panera Bread to give him his settlement papers, (laughs) I asked him point blank, how can he live with himself taking money from my dead mother? And you know what he responded? He said, and I quote, you know what I'm legally entitled to under the law. I said, legal semantics aside, how can you as a grown ass man look at yourself in the eye just the morning after doing this? And he was fucking sorry. And he fucking repeated about what he was legally entitled to. So tell that girl to please leave that dude. He will suck you dry because he is a taker and she is a giver. And it only took like a year's worth of therapy for me to see that this wasn't the perfect storm of my vulnerability and his sociopath shit or that this was the perfect storm. Sorry. So now I'm 24, almost 25 and divorced, which leads me to my please advise. No matter what anyone says, the above situation still makes me feel like I'm the dumbest person alive. I was am a smart girl. I worked hard to do all that I could to put my life together on a good path. And and after looking like such a fool and losing every friend I have because he gradually isolated me, I need you to advise me on how to how in the literal fuck I can ever forgive myself. I've been punishing myself for well over a year now, and I can't help but feel like at this point, I just deserve any and all bad shit that comes my way because I did this to myself. Also, I have a lot of guilt for feeling like I let both my blue collar parents down, but by basically getting robbed of everything they worked so hard to leave me with in the hopes that I would have a better life or at least an okay life without them. Malls, how do I forgive myself and move on from this? Please advise. Thank you. P.S. Have Ronnie on any and all of your podcasts. You guys vibe so well together and always leads to me laugh crying. Love. Um, oh. uh, like, so here, do you mind giving this back? Oh, Christina? sorry. Um, that is, first of all, I'm like so bad at reading out loud. Sometimes I'm good at, I think it's phones. I'm not good at reading out loud on. I can read out a Wikipedia article really well. I'm not great at it in general. Yeah. It's something, I don't know. I blame my dyslexia, but I think that I just like, I don't know. Anyway. Um, all right. So self-forgiveness I think comes with time. Yeah, it's one of the hardest things too, but I think it's one of the most important things because you can't move on from anything else until you really forgive yourself and you're the most deserving person of forgiveness. Yeah, absolutely. You yeah. are you have to realize something. You're a victim and like this is a unique yeah. type of victimhood because you were sought out because you're a good person right. and because you're trusting and because you're lovely and because you deserve everything in the world and you you know, you had self-esteem like that. The narcissists like to put people on a pedestal and then knock them down once they have nothing left. They don't care. I'm surprised he even bothered to meet you at Panera, to be honest. I'm surprised he didn't just right. ghost you all together. Um, 
Also, I think instead of giving things over to other people, I think you should start giving them to yourself. Absolutely. And I think that's where the self-forgiveness starts to happen. Mm -hmm. At least for me, I think like if you want to know specifically how to like forgive yourself, because I think I've done a lot of things that like I found unforgivable. Right. That made me really upset in myself. Like – doing esteemable acts. Like I think that what we, I think had touched on earlier that make you realize for yourself that you're a good person. Right. And that like you're worthy of liking yourself. Absolutely. Because you are. And like you got into a shitty situation that like, because you are such a good person and like, because you are used to helping people and that's what you've done your whole life. Like Mm -hmm. you saw someone you wanted to help. Yeah. And like, you can't hate yourself that the person you decided to help like happened to be a shitty person. Yes. Like that's on them, not on you. Absolutely. You know? And it's also like it's a lot of self-work. I think it's good that you're in therapy. But I will tell you something. When I am in a place where I am missing that narcissistic ex of mine, I just go to the internet and I look up narcissism again and I right. see how much it's not my fault. Yeah. Like it's not and actually like it's very common. Like it's it's like when I watch like um lifetime movies about eating disorders, it's like if you have an eating disorder, it's like everyone has the same thoughts. Like, I want to take up less space. I want right. to feel light. Like, I want to feel like all of these things. We all have the same thoughts. And so I think um, people who are victims of narcissists, we're all dealing with the same thoughts. I feel like such a dumbass. You know what I mean? It's not totally. your fault. And I think that there's a narcissist. And then I think that there's a personality type who are attracted to them. Yes, absolutely. And I think I think like that in itself is something also. Yeah, like, I know I'm that person as well. Right. And I think that that's something that like you need to spot too, because most likely for me, like I've I've been attracted to more than one narcissist in my life. Well, narcissists sure. are incredibly charming. That's how yeah. they get what. That's how they get what they want. And like you know, also when you've dated like a dynamic, charming person, it's hard to date someone who's not conflict ridden. And like, yeah. it's just, it's weird. Like, uh, you know, I find that the older I get, the more I want to avoid uh, any sort of chaos in my life. And I'm working really hard to keep chaos out of my life. Right. And you're only 24. Like, of course, you know, or 25 now. And like, so of course, like, you were extra susceptible. And that's not necessarily a pattern you're going to have in dating with other people. Right. I think that, like, for me, like, in that kind of pattern that I had, like, that was satiating some sort of need that I had in myself mm-hmm. and, like, satiate that need with something else. Absolutely. So that you don't keep it getting attracted to that or attracting that. We've talked about this before. There is something about, like, dating assholes. Like, let's move it off of nurses, just assholes. Like, Bridie Elliott said it really well when she was on the podcast. Something about dating assholes. I love dating assholes in my 20s. That was, yeah. like, my jam. I oh was like, God, oh, he's totally. such a dick. Like, he's so snobby. I love it. Um, it's the reason why people do that is because you're like, oh, they chose me. You yes. know what I mean? Like, 100%. they hate everyone, but they chose me. And yeah. I was like, Bridie, that's exactly it. Like, I had never thought of it before, but that's exactly what it is. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, it, it's – you're growing up. You're growing up. I really, really suggest – there are so many books – I just buy some on Audible. I have books on Audible about narcissism, personality disorders, like, because I find, you know, I have to manage my behavior and like, that's my job as a person is to manage my behavior and my reactions to things and to not 
you know, wallow in self-pity or anything like that. So I keep those on hand because I know that this is written by someone who knows more than me about the subject. Yeah. They don't know my relationship, but they know this personality type. Right. And they can tell me. And it's, you know, obviously, like, sometimes you don't, sometimes you start to spot stuff that's like, okay, that's a stretch. That's not really them. Like, it's hard to diagnose other people. But with the narcissist stuff in particular, it's just so clear when you've been had. It's it's so, it's like so obvious. Like, just like, I cannot believe like how deeply ghosted I was by someone that I was so in love with. And like, we were going to get married and like, it was a whole thing. And like, I'm dead to him. That's so wild. And, and that's and and it's you know, I thought we had a lovely breakup. Like I thought that we would remain friends or you know, not friends is hard, but like I thought that we would you know, I thought that it would be more open. I thought that like if I could I thought he would be someone that for the rest of my life I could go to him and say like, "Hey, Wags had a horrible accident. I just want you to know like for a, a while he was basically your dog too. Right. And I just like, I need to tell you this. And like, I realized I had this sinking realization. I was like, if his parents die, he's not going to tell me. And, and I loved his family. I hate those realizations when you start to like, Oh, this monumental life moment, they probably won't tell me about, or Absolutely. like, I can't tell them about. Or, Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I do think it's a little weird when people call their ex to say, Hey, just so you know, I got engaged. Oh, that's, so that's a big one is like, I don't yeah. want you to find out through social media, but I'm engaged. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, that's a little weird. Also, sometimes a necessary call, but, um, I recently told an ex that I got a new job. Yeah. You, cause you want to impress him. I don't know why I did it. Because you want to impress, like, I'm why? telling you why. <laughs> <laughs> because you want him to know that you're like, you're Doing like, okay? hey, I've got stuff going on. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not like yeah. I have a new job. After I did it, I felt weird about it. I was like, why did I do that? I guess that's why. I mean, secret, yeah, probably low key. Like, you know, you want him to know that you're doing great. I mean, don't they say like success is the best revenge or whatever and so it's like if you feel in any way slighted by this guy like you live your best life now that's the way to get back Mm -hmm. at him live your best life yeah living well is the best revenge yeah and um that's what that's the expression yeah and we're uh, both like live good and (laughs) live good and people will be proud of you um um yeah no i just girl Go to the books. Go to the books. It's so healing. It's so helpful to me every single time. It's not your fault. I'll say that again. I can't give you any more advice than that other than what you read in what I said on the narcissist episode because I myself am sorting through a lot of these issues and it's really painful. You feel like a fucking idiot. And you, you know, I, I think that for me, like anytime I start to like catch feelings for someone else a little bit, that really helps because it makes right. me realize that I still, I still have it in me. Like I still have a spirit left That's and that always good to find. I'm, and that there's good people in the world that can like me. And I'm very drawn to people who are pretty much the opposite of my ex now. Um, me too. Yeah. So yeah. Well, Do something nice for yourself every day. Show yourself you love Absolutely. I think it said a lot also. She was talking about how she was being isolated, and that's like very much uh, an MO of a narcissist. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's the like hugest emotionally abusive thing, too. (sighs) It's like making it's it's Scientology. Yeah. (laughs) All right. 
So that was episode 114 of Please Advise. Allie, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. This is so fun. Where can people find you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Online Allison, or you can find me on Instagram at AllieBaby90. I love that that's your Instagram My name. My first AOL screen name. It makes name. me so happy. What was your first AOL screen name? Um, well, my mom, the first one that the family had was Chang Ten because our cat's name was Chang. <laughs> Why was your cat's name Chang? Well, first of all, I inherited him. Uh, he was 14 years old when we got him. Or no, he was 12 when we got him and he lived till 18. Um, oh but he was a special breed of Siamese. And the couple that owned him were like an elderly couple that were moving to Florida and couldn't bring their cat with them. And... Um, Everyone knew that we had just lost Lincoln, my my first cat. So um, I guess Chang was a famous emperor in China, and they, I don't know. Yeah. Okay, and then <laughs> and then my first one that was like just me. I think it was like Fozzie, nineteen eighty four, because Fozzie, yeah, because Fozzie Bear. I had a crush on him. I have always liked it. comedians. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I have a thing. Which I have Muppet a type. Were you sexually attracted to? Yeah. You're a furry. <laughs> exactly. I was always a Rolf person myself. I have a crush on Rolf. I like too. animals. Rolf is like, yeah, animals great. Drummers. I mean, look, here, I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> I love the Muppets. More than I love anything in the entire world. Like, they just make me so happy. Miss Piggy makes me so oh, happy. Oh, we love Miss Piggy. We've like, talked, yeah. She's my favorite. Um, anyway. R- uh, Rizzo's my fave. Just like a good New York guy. The little rat. Oh, yes. Yeah. Good. Sh- that's a good pick. No that one ever brings him up. That's fine. Because he's a New York boy, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> An animal also is my top Do yeah. you remember when we saw the Muppet movie and I sobbed in the gap for 40 minutes after because I was so happy <laughs> to see them together again? <laughs> and I walked away from you because I was like, she needs alone time. <laughs> I Just by like, the khakis. Open. I actually, like, I'm, I'm tearing up right now thinking you about are- it because I was, was so, the I grove. was like. <laughs> Molly's I crying right now. Just so People can't see. Molly's literally crying. I just couldn't believe how good it felt to see them all together. Together again. I never thought it would happen in my life. Oh my god, that is ridiculous. You really are crying, Jesus. I'm laughing at the same time too because I know it's insane. Oh my god, it's so actual tears are streaming down your face. That is so dark. Um, well, you guys, I'm really excited that this episode is is going up, and Allie's the best, and we're gonna we're trying to work together. We're yeah. trying to do something fun together. Stay so tuned. Fucking look out, Hollywood baby. Watch out, Miriam Webster's. Yeah, watch out, Miriam Webster's. We're making our own dictionary, an entire new English language. It's not gonna be called a dictionary. It's a vaginary. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We've lost it. All right. Next week, guys. Love you. <laughs>